Good evening, everyone. Uh, so I have the, uh, the awesome privilege to share this evening. And let me just get my computer up and running. So. Okay, so we just heard an awesome testimony of Sister Pat uh, sharing how awesome and faithful God is, you know. We heard Pastor Kevin share how God is so faithful, you know, he, he provides for us, he takes care of us, and, and that's the, uh, the theme for the month, it's faithfulness. So with that, um, I said I, I feel like the Lord gave me a word to share, uh, to encourage, I hope, and, and, and to inspire, and also just to uh, glorify him, you know, we can see. Um, so I've titled this message. Semper Fi, faithful under fire. <laughs> and those of you who know, um, so anyhow, the, the, the theme is growing in faithfulness and faithfulness in marriage. You know, we, 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 we th think of faithfulness and, and we think about, um, actually before, let me let's start. The, the Bible verse that I wanted to share, if you have your Bibles with you, turn to Ephesians 6, chap um, chapter 6, verses 10 through 13. And Paul, when he was sharing to the Ephesians, he was sharing to them. He says, um, you know, he was letting them know, you know, they were, they were enduring a lot of persecution, a lot of uh, temptation, a lot of, uh, a lot of things that were going on in, that, in that, the, the city of Ephesus. Uh, um, I believe that was also the city where he had, um, they were coming against him because he had uh, told them not to be worshiping idols, Diana and all this, you know, uh, the, the goddess Diana and stuff. So he goes on, he shares, and he says, you know, he starts, he's wrote this letter to them. And he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So right there, the, you know, Paul is telling him, he's, uh, he's saying, you know what? Take up the full armor. He says, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. It's not your, uh, your boss at work or this person over here. He goes, we're fighting against spiritual entities, uh, demonic forces that are controlling high places. He goes, and, 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 and in order to, to, to be able to stand and to remain faithful, he says, you got to take up the full armor and you need to be able to stand having done everything on that evil day whenever that evil day comes it could be that day when you get a phone call it could be you know a bad news something we need to be able to stand having done all to stand and I'm not going to get into the, the different parts of the armor but what I'm, I'm going to focus just on the word stand so and when we hear about uh, faithfulness we hear about faithfulness in marriage fidelity uh, faithfulness in ministry, faithfulness to our jobs, different types of faithfulness, you know, and there's many definitions, but uh, one of them is basically fidelity, you know, uh, loyalty, constancy, devotion, dedication, commitment, allegiance, adherence, and, and, and being constant and loyal. So say th th that word faithfulness, it implies qualities of stability, dependability, and devotion. So it, it implies a long continued and steadfast fidelity to whatever one is bound to by a pledge, duty, or an obligation. So when we hear this, you know, people think, 
oh, people that are faithful, they're just, they're just, you know, they're faithful, they're full of faith, you know? And yeah, that's true, you know, because we do have to have faith, you know? But it also has to deal with a, a characteristic of a person. It's, it's one of the fruits of the Spirit. It deals with that constancy, that devotion, that commitment to a pledge or a duty. And, and for us as Christians, many of us forget, we, we took, you know, I say we take an oath, you know, we didn't really take an oath, but when God saved us, he called us. Many of us have callings on our lives, and maybe we're not... Um, fulfilling those callings you know maybe we're not being faithful to that calling but when God calls us he tells us to be faithful uh, strong the strong concordance describes the word faithfulness as firmness steadfastness steadiness and it comes to that root word of, of trustworthiness and trust so you know that that person can be trusted that when you're a person of faithfulness you can be trusted God can be trusted because he's faithful you know, and, 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 and when I started reading, um, preparing for this message, I, I read a little bit uh, uh, from the book of Joshua. And we see a lot of, uh, when I was in seminary in, in, in Bible college, they were, uh, we took a class that was talking about pictures and types of Christ in the Old Testament and, and how it, uh, in the New Testament, how it can relate, how it, um, it's like a picture of what's going to be in the New Testament or in the new, in our current age. So we see the book of Joshua, you know, and, and when you read the book of Joshua, we first thoughts probably think about the battles and the conquests recorded throughout the book. We think about um, when God miraculously provided for them to cross the River Jordan, and, and we see the miraculous defeat of the, of, the, of the walls of Jericho where God broke down those walls and, 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 and allowed them to take the city, you know. Um, we think about mercy and forgiveness that God gave to Rahab, you know. And we have all these, the book of Joshua has all these historical accounts, and we can learn a lot about the history of how God dealt with Israel. And, and, but but the, book, they, they, the book of Joshua wasn't written just for history's sake alone. It, it's designed to teach us more than just simple historical events. It teaches us more about much about God and our relationship with him. We see that in the power, we see that in the power of God in, at Jericho and, and his mercy with Rahab, uh, who's a harlot, you know. And if we, if we look at the whole book of Joshua as a whole, one of the primary themes that we see that rises to the very top is faithfulness. Because essentially, Joshua uh, uh, chapters 1 through 21, it proves God's faithfulness to Israel. You know, God had made great promises to Abraham and to the nation of Israel over the past several centuries before that. He had promised them to take them into that land. He had promised to make them a great nation. And he had promised to give them great blessings in the new land. And now he was fulfilling those promises in the book of Joshua. So we see um, and through these all these um, these events in the book of Joshua, we see that God was fulfilling his promises, and he's, he was proving himself faithful to his people over and over again. And by the end of the book of Joshua, there should be no doubts. Israel had seen God's faithfulness. He had seen him, uh, um, that he was faithful. He proved himself time and time again. And when we look ahead now, as, as believers now, we can see, you know, I, I, look, I look at it like, we're, we're, you know, Jesus is our, is our, our, our high priest, he's our, he's our leader, commander, and he's leading us into the promised land. And we're going to have to, we're going to have battles. We're going to have spiritual battles here in this life. It's not going to be physical, but we're going to have battles and we're going to be fighting. But just the same way God was faithful to them, he's faithful to us and he will be faithful. So when we look ahead to the future, you know, sometimes we can be overwhelmed. We can be intimidated by the difficulties that we see, but we got to remind, remind ourselves that God is faithful and his faithfulness in the past should encourage us that God will be faithful in the future. You know, Malachi 3.6 says, I am the Lord, I change not. God doesn't change. Even Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God doesn't change. If he's been faithful in the past, 
he'll be faithful in the future. So we see now that, that, that uh, God is faithful, okay? And, and we're talking about the, uh, his faithfulness. But also we see that um, when we act in faith too, that we, we have to be able to also be faithful. And it's a characteristic so we can learn to be faithful in, in the battle as well. Um, one of the, one of the uh, uh, another, uh, um, June, the month of June is uh, where we had a 100 year, 101st year uh, anniversary of a very famous battle that occurred in the Marines in World War I. And being in the Marines, uh, I like, you know, we know our history, you know, so, uh, and it was uh, on June 2nd, there was a very famous battle. Oh, wait, did I pray? I didn't pray. Let's pray. <laughs> Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for this evening, Lord, about to share your word. Father God, I just pray that you just uh, take over, Father God. Anoint the words that I speak, Father God. I pray that we'll be able to just uh, be encouraged, Father God. Um, fill, us, fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. I pray that I'll be able to uh, encourage, edify, and just build up, and let us see your faithfulness, Lord, and, and help us to become those faithful men and women also, Lord, that will just stand in the battle, Lord. I just praise you, Father. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> We're getting caught, caught up right here, you know? So, so, so we see the Battle of Belleau Wood, right? So there was a famous battle, and, and the Marines went uh, to help the, the French to drive out the Germans. The Germans had taken over France. They were, um, you know, they, they had dug in, you know, forcefully. They were in, these, uh, in the trenches in the woods, and they weren't going anywhere. Uh, the French had been trying to fight them. They were getting defeated left and right. And so the Marines get there, and as they're getting there, the French were telling them, he says, hey, you need a retreat. You know, we've been fighting. We've been, we've been, uh, uh, we've been getting defeated. Our men's are, men are dying. He goes, you got to retreat. And, and the Marine captain that was there, he says, retreat? He goes, we just got here. <laughs> are you kidding me? And so, so he had, you know, that, you know, and he got there and he remembered, like this man remembered he had a commitment, his duty. He was faithful. He says, no, we need to stay. We're going to fight. And so, and although they were, they, that was the first battalion, fifth Marines, they were heavily outnumbered. It didn't stop them. They still remained steadfast. They remained faithful, and they stood their ground. And June 26 marks the anniversary of the end of the battle. So for three weeks, they fought. And it was a battle that uh, it exemplified the Marines' uh, core values of honor, courage, commitment. It was a battle that uh, catapulted the Marine Corps to worldwide prominence because it was a battle that helped turn the tide of the Great War. And during this multi-week campaign, the Marines suffered heavy casualties, heavy losses, but they also dealt out brutal attack as well. And um, it was a very brutal attack, but they finally won after six separate times they advanced. And so when, I, when I'm sharing this story is because we can learn a lot from this. You know, these men were faithful. That's why we say Semper Fi. I don't know if you've heard that saying, Semper Fidelis, it's our motto. And when you see other Marines, sometimes you'll say, hey, Semper Fidelis, Semper Fi, brother, Semper Fi, Semper Fi. And it's always because it's reminding you, hey, we're faithful. We're faithful to what, our, what we took an oath to. And spiritually, I think we also have to remember that. I'm not, say, I'm not gonna say go say number five, but you know, maybe praise the Lord, something. But we need to remind ourselves that we are also faithful. We have been called into the army of God, you know? And so faithfulness, you know, it's like standing next to, the, to that warrior to the left and the right of you. You gotta be faithful. Look to the person left to the right of you and just say, are you faithful? Are you faithful? If not, if they look confused, Tell them to come to the altar. We'll pray for them later, you know? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so, so we see this, uh, uh, that these Marines were fighting, but one of the things that I learned is that even beginning in boot camp, 
they're educated. Every Marine or every recruit is educated on the, on the, on the Marine Corps' uh, uh, proud and, and, and storied past. They learned what it is to be part of the, such a prestigious organization. And spiritually, as a church, as believers, we're also part of a larger organization. We're part of the army of God. You know, the, and also the ministry of Victory Outreach. We're called to the reach the inner cities of the world with the life-saving gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, we need to remind ourselves of that. You know, I was watching the news, this is part of my sermon, but I just, it was a side note. I was watching the news the other day, uh, and they were talking about, you know, they want to um, recall, uh, what's his name, the mayor, Eric Garcetti, because he's not doing enough to, to fix the homeless problem. And, and then I, uh, I read some articles, and, you know, and they're talking about, you know, what's going on with the homeless problem. And, and, and then he said, you know, they, they said that they estimate like almost 80% of them are, they're addicted to drugs, and that's the reason why they're out there. That's the reason why they're addicted. And, and, and who, who, who better to go reach out to these men and women who are dealing with this than a ministry like Victory Outreach, right? Right? I used to drive down there, downtown LA, and I used to think to myself, like, I'd see churches handing food to them and water, and I said, they don't need that. They need Jesus. They need deliverance. They need to be getting those demons out, whatever they have, you know, get it out of them. So anyhow, that's why, you know, and I think we have to, to be faithful. We got to remind ourselves that we need to be faithful to the call that God has given us as Victory, Out as Victory Outreach Ministries. We've got to remind ourselves of that. We have to be faithful. Another thing, so this battle was just, like I said, it was brutal. They were outnumbered, outgunned, uh, but the Marines refused to yield. Against all odds and expectations, they absorbed everything that the Germans could throw at them, and they still persevered. They showed faithfulness under fire. They continued, and faithfulness will help you. It'll keep you in the fight when all your human, fleshly instincts tell you to run. Spiritually, too, faithfulness will keep us in the battle. When we want to run, when we get hurt, when we get offended, we're going to stand our ground. We're going to stand our ground because we're faithful and God is faithful to us. So, you know, one of the things that really, and I, I was reading the story about it, and they were saying that, you know, the, the officers kept seeing their, 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 their men, their lions cut to pieces. They were, their men were so tired. They were even falling asleep under enemy fire. They were so tired. They were, um, you know, they, they, were, they didn't have water. They had run out of ammunition. They were only using their bayonets, and they were just barely, they said they had seen them at the very limit of human endurance. They said, this is it. These guys can't go further. And they would send back messages to their commanding officers and say, listen, our men are, they're done. They're exhausted. And they would come back and say, you know what? You got to hold the line. And if possible, attack. And they did. They obeyed. And they, without water, without food, without ammunition, without rest, they went forward. And every time they went forward, with victory. And so I, 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 I know, I believe that even right now, God is telling us the same thing. There's a world out there that's lost. They're dying. They're hurting. We're hurting. You know, we're broken. We're, we're tired. We're burnt out. But you know what? God says, hold the line. Hold the line. Even when evil's coming, hold the line. Don't retreat. Don't surrender. Don't give up. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Be faithful just as God is faithful. And see, we have that promise of God. He is faithful. He's with us. We can pray. To move. We can move mountains. We have uh, people can lay hands and people are getting healed. So we have that. We have that at our disposal. We got the, the authority that Christ has given us. So I like to compare it. A lot of times I like to compare, you know, physical battle, you know, battles to the Christian life because I do believe there's a, a lot of uh, a very uh, strong correlation, you know. You know, Paul said in uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, he said, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war 
according to the flesh. And in other words, it says we don't fight with armor. We don't fight politics. We don't fight with money. We don't fight with all these human ways, you know. He says the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they have divine power, divine power, say it, divine power, to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So now we, we, we see that we're, we're in a battle. We see this. We see God's faithfulness. Um, and now how do we become faithful? How do we, can we become these faithful? They develop this characteristic of faithfulness. You know, first thing I'd like to say is Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In order to grow in faithfulness, we need to become learners of the word of God. Readers, listeners, to increase our faith and thereby we increase our faithfulness. You know, and, 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 and I, when, I, I, when I share this, I also, I, I, it's like I have to check myself first. I said, am I doing this, Lord? And if I'm not, wow, man, okay. Because guess what? It's hard sometimes, you know? Get up in the morning, you know, I, 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 used, to, I used to joke around and say, I, have a, I used to have a, a fast food Christian diet, you know? You know, hear a snippet here, a sermon here, 10 minutes here, five minutes here, instead of really getting in the word, you know, opening the Bible and just reading and letting God speak to me. And, and that's something we have to develop if we want to be these men and women of faithfulness. Okay, so we got to, that's the first thing we got to start developing that, getting in the word. And if it's, if it's hard, you know what? They got apps that will read the Bible to you. You know what I mean? You got the podcast on the church. Let me throw, let me throw a blast off of the podcast. You know, Victory Outreach has its own podcast. Okay. You can go to podbean.com and search for Victory Outreach Inglewood and it'll come up. You can hear the word of God there. You know, uh, you got Pastor Kevin's sermons, some of the other sermons. You got, you got, a, man, you can just go on there and get the word of God in you. You know what I mean? So you can be faithful and hear the word of God. A second thing you want to do is you want to renew your mind. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2 says, uh, uh, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you may prove what is that perfect and good, acceptable will of God. One of the things that we tell, you know, that the world bombards us with stuff every day, whether it's TV, whether it's bulletin boards, ads, radio, everywhere, music, constantly getting bombarded. Even me, I got to guard my mind because I work in a veterans uh, resource center with students. A lot of our vets, you know, they like watching these crazy movies, you know. I can't say nothing really because that's their veterans resource center. I work there. But I've caught myself in the last few weeks. I'm hearing stuff and I'm watching stuff I'm like, oh, man, I got to, let me get out of here, man. What, this shouldn't be playing, you know, but it's, but they got Netflix, Hulu. They got all those subscriptions. They're watching because that's their little place to go to and relax. So I got to be starting. Now I have to renew my mind every day, you know. So and one of the things I tell people, say, so in, 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 in the Marines, from the moment you get there, they do try to, I know people joke around and say they brainwash you. I say, well, yeah, they kind of do. They get that negative mindset that, that you used to have as a civilian, you know. They, you know, maybe you come from a, you know, abusive background and they tell you, you're never going to amount to anything. You're going to be this. You're going to be a drug addict, this, or whatever it is. And then they come in there and they start building you up. They break you down and build you up. They're like, you know what? You're a warrior. You know, you have this. You have, you know, they start building you up. And I think God wants to do the same thing with us. You know, we need to start believing God's promises to us. You know, are we going to be a warrior or a worrier? You know, are we going to doubt God? Are we going to believe in his faithfulness? And his promises, because he's faithful, he can't lie. And if he gives a promise, he'll fulfill it, right? So we start applying his word and we start renewing our mind. We're also going to start to see this characteristic of faithfulness begin to grow in our own lives. 
and it's going to take root in our hearts, in our minds. So we need to be able to get that in us, renew our minds daily through the Word of God. I mean, there's books out there, there's sermons. Start hearing the Word of God and, and, and start believing His promises of what, he, you know, some people say positive affirmations. Well, I take the, you know, the Bible, read it, you know. I mean, I, one of the things when I started running again many years ago, uh, I, I hadn't run for years. And I said, God, I want to run again. And I, I, I uh, Psalm, what was that? Uh, wait, Isaiah 40, 31. You know, uh, I will run. Oh, God, sorry. I have a poster, basically, and I, yeah, I can't remember it. Sorry. And it was saying, you know, um, I will not, uh, I will run and not faint. I will walk and not be weary. You know, I will run again. And I used to remember that, and I put a poster up there, and I used to, every day, and about a year later, I was, I was running. I was running marathons. And I'm like, praise the Lord. But see, it's the things you have to re re renew your mind. There's things that you got to put that in. I, remember, I still remember being in boot camp, and I had my Bible with me. And I had taken some scriptures that I wanted. It was not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And, uh, and I had to remind myself every day because you know what? I wasn't in good shape. I wasn't in shape when I went to boot camp. I was struggling. But it was not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. And I used to pray, Lord, give me your spirit. Give me strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So this is, you have to renew your mind constantly. So faithfulness will keep you going forward even when you get your heart broken. Even when you see all heck breaking, I won't say heck, I mean, I say heck, heck breaking loose around you. When the temptations come, when the discouraging comments come, when the haters start to hate, faithfulness will keep you pressing forward by faith. So that's what you got to do. And like I said, uh, you know, they, this is the thing, you know, in the Marines, they teach you that uh, all kinds of stuff, you know, they give you that, they develop that warrior spirit in you, you know, the courage they take, they want you to have that Semper Fi, always faithful, you know, mindset, you know, we have to have that same mindset in the church because we are warriors for Christ and warrior princesses, warrior, we're, we're warriors for Christ. We're reaching the lost at any cost, you know, and we have that authority of Christ to, to, to pray, move mountains, to heal the sick, miracles and wonders, angels all around us protecting us. You know, we can go into the highways and the byways to take back this land. And, you know, this is, I believe in these last days, we're going to have to go out there. We're going to have to go and engage just like these Marines were engaging the enemy bayonets. I'm not saying we're getting bayonets. I'm saying the word of God, you know, but we're going to have to go out there and hit the streets and talk to people about Jesus. Pray, lay hands on people, get them saved, get them delivered, you know, and I said, you know, faithfulness is going to remind you. Another thing too, when you're a faithful person, you have to remember that the man and the woman next to you, they're dependent upon you in this battle of faith too. You know, we're not, we're not alone. We have brothers and sisters. We got to be able to pray for each other and depend upon each other. These Marines, they were dependent upon each other. They were dependent upon the man, the Marine to the left and to the right to stand their ground and to protect them with covering fire as they maneuvered in and, to, and, and, and in turn, they protected them. So look to your neighbor right now and ask them, can I depend on you in the battle? Are you faithful? Again, if they look confused, bring them to the altar. I'm just kidding. We'll pray for them. No, but so, so we got to be able to, to do that. There's a third thing we got to do, and it's we got to destroy strongholds. Okay. And trust me, God knows about strongholds. Strongholds are those areas in our lives that, that will um, prevent us from accomplishing everything God has called us to do. You know, um, when you come up against a stronghold in your life, do you just want to give up and say, that's it, I can't do anything? Or do you, are you willing to fight to break that stronghold and take it down? You know, strongholds are captured by people who are willing to fight, people who are faithful. You know, the devil wants to be able to control your mind, you know? Uh, because that's the, 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 the you know, your, your soul, you know, your mindset. If he controls your mind, he controls a very strategic place in your, in your life, you know. Um, the Bible says in Romans 8, 5, 6, those who live according to the sinful nature have, have their mind set on the what the nature desires or the flesh. 
But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of the sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. So a stronghold is a way of thinking and feeling that has developed a life of its own in a person. It might be a rut of depression, um, a recurring unbelief, or habitual bad temper. It could be a number of different things. You have to, you know, uh, examine your life and see what is a stronghold. You know, it might be repeating, a repeating pattern of failure. It could be a, a stronghold of resentment or worthlessness. You know, if a child has been like physically or verbally abused all their life, you know, they're going to have this uh, stockpile, uh, a stronghold of worthlessness. You know, they're going to say, I'm worthless. You know, nobody could love me. I'm good for nothing. I'm ugly, whatever it is, you know. And that's the thing. The stronghold creates captivity to deception and misery, you know. It, it'll keep you from thinking clearly and accepting God's truth, uh, from repenting of sin and receiving deliverance. They'll say, you know what, it's, it's worthless. Why do I, I want to repent? God won't forgive me if my mom doesn't love me my dad doesn't love me God can't love me that's a stronghold it needs to be broken and a stronghold it can keep an unbeliever from hearing the good news and it can keep a believer from hearing the fullness of the good news okay so we got to remember that too amen 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 thank you so as though we walk in the flesh we're not warring according to the flesh okay we're destroying these arguments and we're taking all these destroying these strongholds and we're going to have to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So what does God say about you? What is his truth? You know, I remember, like I said, we used to say Semper Fi to everybody. You know, we say it because it was a calling to our, our, our core. Uh, and, you know, it reminded us that we're faithful. But also, you know, what is, that's almost a reminder. What, what does God say about you? What does God tell you? Well, let me tell you. Let me share some of them. God's promises. God's promises are something that he always keeps. Okay? It's in the Bible. Psalm 89, verse 34. This is from the Living Translation. Um, I don't always read it, but this time it was a good one. Uh, this verse says, no. He says, I will not break my covenant. I will take back. Sorry. It's a couple minutes. I will take back one, not one word of what I have said. And then the NIV says, my covenant will I not break, nor will I alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. God is saying, he goes, when I say something, that, that's, that's it. It's a true, it's a, it's a promise. He's not going to take it back. He's not going to lie. But then I ask, you know, why do we doubt God? You know, why do we not believe him at his word? Take him at his word and trust him. He is faithful. You know, here are some promises, protection. Sometimes we, 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 we might be afraid. You know, the Bible says in Exodus 14, 14, he says, the Lord himself will fight for you. You just remain calm. God will fight for you. You know, he said uh, in Isaiah 41, 13, he says, I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. And so many times that I've trusted him, and he has come through every single time. I like Psalm 91, the warrior psalm. I, I read that. I used to read that all the time. Uh, provision, you know, Philippians 4, 19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Strength, when, you, when you're going through the battle, when you're struggling, maybe you're in school, you're dealing with not getting your homework done, whatever it is. He says, I said, I can do all things who, through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4, 13. When you're anxious... And you don't have peace in your spirit. What does the Bible say? What does God say? Just don't be anxious about it. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, let your and with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Forgiveness. You know, sometimes we we stumble, we fall, and then we 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 doubt that God is gonna forgive us or love us. But the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You know, if you fell, if you fall, get back up. Get back up, warrior. Dust yourself off. Learn from the mistake, but don't quit. 
You know, many times we're going to, we fall and, and we feel like the church is going to judge us. We don't want to come back to church. They're going to make fun of us for falling. We need to stop that if we do. I'm not saying we do. Because even in the Marines, if one Marine falls, he goes, all the other Marines will rush to help him out and to get him back to safety. You know, we need to remember, you know, and, and, and we've done it. We, we had a saying, said, Marines, we never leave another Marine behind. Never. You know, there's so many stories from battles where people won medals, you know, of honor, medals, uh, Navy crosses, because they went back in the heat of battle to save one Marine that had been taking a hit, and they dragged them, you know, whatever it is. But that's how, you know, also we have to be like that. We got to remember that the enemy's out there, just like a sniper, taking out our brothers and our sisters, and we need to be ready to go out and get them, just like the, the shepherd leaving the 99 to find that one who strayed. We need to go out there. We got to be faithful, too. Fourth thing and last thing, we need to remain in the battle. In order to be faithful, we need to remain in the battle. How can you prove your faithfulness if you're not in the battle? You know what I mean? How do you learn to be faithful under fire? You remain faithful under fire. That's how you do it. So you got to go to get in there. You know, our, our training in the Marines, uh, they've said that it was so, it's so, it's designed to be so realistic in order to simulate the real deal is that they do it because they don't want you to panic and run under fire. And, and, and I remember, you, I mean, everything from the smells to the sounds to the everything, live fire, it's to train you, to prepare you. So when it really does happen, it's just like, hey, we've been doing this in training for all this time so that you don't panic. I remember one drill instructor, he told me, well, he didn't tell me, but he told all of us, he goes, he goes if, I see, if I see any of you running combat, he goes, I'll shoot you myself. We're like, wow, dang, okay. He goes, you don't retreat, you don't turn your back, you go forward. And, and, and that's the mindset they give you, you know, he, like the Battle of Bella Wood. They would get call after call, go forward. They said, fix bayonets. And when we hear fix bayonets, I mean, things got really bad because either one, you're out of ammunition or two, the enemy's so close that you can't even shoot them. You gotta, you gotta go hand to hand with them. That's what they say, fix bayonets. And they say, prepare to rush. And then they say, rush. And they obey and they go forward. And, and, and it's not gonna be easy, you know? You're gonna, have, you're gonna get hit. You know, when you're out there preaching the gospel and you're telling people about Jesus, the enemy don't not going to like it. You're going to get sniped left, right, you know, whatever it is. But you know what? You got the word of God. You got God's authority. You can go forward. Remain faithful in the battle. When you get hurt, keep going forward. When you get offended, learn to forgive and go forward. When you get your heart broken, lick your wounds, keep going forward. You fall flat on your face and everybody's talking about you and they've seen you, dust yourself off. For the ladies, fix your crown. Keep pressing forward, you know? And for the men, just adjust your armor and keep going forward. Never quit. Never surrender, you know? That's one thing. So, so that, I share you know, about four things to be able to remain faithful, to, to develop our characteristic of faithfulness, you know? And uh, tonight as the worship team comes back up, um, you know, maybe we you know, examine our own lives. Maybe we're struggling with our own faithfulness, you know? But we know that God is faithful. How can we develop that? I shared a few things with that. The Word of God. You know, get, become a learner of the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Apply those word, the promises of God. Uh, uh, start to um, uh, break those strongholds that are in there. Find some promises of God and break those strongholds. Start to uh, uh, renew your mind. Renew your mind. Start, stop thinking those negative. Uh, there was this one pastor that I knew. He says, stop your stinking thinking. <laughs> stop your stinking thinking, you know. Get rid of that. Start thinking positive, thinking God's ways. You know what? I can do all things through Christ. You know, I'm a warrior for Christ. Jesus loves me. He died for me. And I just, you know, and so, um, and remain faithful in the battle. 
You know, it's hard. I ain't gonna lie. There's times I'll be like, man, I was joking around with Caesar the other day. I said, he goes, hey, I'll see you Friday. I said, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go to church, bro. And then I, I said, I don't know, bro. I'm going to be tired. Then he's like, well, aren't you preaching? I was like, oh, yeah, you're right, bro. I got to be there. <laughs> but, you know, but it's, it, hey, I'm being honest, you know. Sometimes I get this, you know, I'm tired, you know. But you know what? Today when I was coming, I only had like two hours of sleep. But you know what? Remain faithful in the battle, you know. Get up. Keep going forward. I feel energetic now. Thank you, Jesus. You know, so remain faithful to your call. Maybe tonight you're struggling with your faithfulness. Maybe it's a faithfulness to your call. Maybe God, you know God called you and, and, and you're struggling. You're like, I don't know, man. I, I don't like public speaking. I don't want to hit the street. I don't know, whatever it is. You know, maybe it's to our loved ones. Maybe we got to start praying for them. I got to know I got to be praying for my mom. She's a tough one, but you know, and so there's a lot of things, you know, we want to be able to be uh, men and women of faithfulness. We want to be steadfast under distress and faithful under fire. You know, let's come to the altar, ask God to help us to become these men and women of, of faithfulness. And let's, let's commit ourselves to that. The altars are open tonight. You can pray. Amen. Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Just praise you and I thank you, Lord. I pray, Father, you just instill this characteristic of faithfulness in us, Father God. Pray you pour out your spirit right now here on this altar, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be men and women of faithfulness and, and, and young, young men and women as well, Father God. Just help us, Lord, to be faithful under fire, to be faithful to the call that you've given us, Lord, to reach out. There's a world dying out there, Lord. Help us, Lord, to remember that and to be faithful just as you are faithful, Lord. Help us to be faithful too, Father. In Jesus' name, I praise you and thank you, Father.